Welcome everybody to the Troy First Assembly of God podcast. We created this podcast to share our weekly messages from the Word of God, and we're so glad that you're here. Guys, we are in the book of Acts, but before we go back into the narrative, there's something we need to understand. And I'm going to tell you off the bat what we're fighting this morning. We're, we're halfway through the first chapter. And at the beginning of the second chapter of Acts, the Holy Spirit falls. And all those believers are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And from that moment forward, their lives are radically different. Anybody read it? I'm talking about Peter, who you couldn't get him to stand at a campfire with a servant girl and say, I'm one of Jesus' followers. Peter stands up. It's only 50 days later. It's not even two months later. Peter stands up and preaches a blistering sermon. I mean, it is a quarter of a sermon. And he is so bold. What happens different? From that moment, the disciples are, are moving in miracles. They're moving in word of knowledge. They're moving. God's Spirit is leading them. What changed? All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came and they were transformed. Now, why do I feel the need to hit you and let's... let's Get rid of a mindset. The mindset in 2023 that stands between us and becoming a first century. Oh, really? I'm talking about Holy Spirit filled to the point that we do something other than just speak in tongues. I can't tell you that. I've been in a lot of churches and they'll tell you all day long, oh, we're spirit filled. But all it means in their context is we speak in tongues. Guys, if that's all the Holy Spirit does then you ain't got it all. Right. If, if that's the only change in your life is that you can then pray in your prayer language, it's wonderful. And I'm not discounting that. But I'm telling you, there is more to the infilling of the Holy Spirit than just that initial physical evidence. Yes. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen? The problem in 2023 is everybody gets the idea that was them or that was Jesus. That can't be me because that was them. And guys... Today's lesson, I'm going to be real upfront with you. Today's lesson is a touch academic, it's a touch school wise, but boy, the concept of it is incredibly liberating if you can get your head around it and you're smart people. So go with me. First, I want us to talk about who is our model, who is our example in all things? Jesus. Good. Those of you who didn't know the right answer, who is our model? Who is our example? Jesus. Good. So we are to be more like Jesus. Right. We're not supposed to be more like the Holy Spirit, right? Right. And I've heard people all my life say, oh, well, we're a Holy Spirit church. Well, dear heart, you better be a more of a Jesus church. I, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? You know who modeled a life lived under the influence of the Holy Spirit? Jesus. Now, let's talk about this. Because if Jesus did everything He did because He's the Son of God, there's no way I can duplicate that. Amen? Amen? That's right. Because you know what? I'm not the Son of God. I'm a Son of God, but I'm not the Son of God. Amen? I'm not the second person of the Trinity. So, if you are telling yourself Oh, well, Jesus did all that because he's, well, he's Jesus. I mean, that's just, guys, prepare to have your head just tweaked a little bit because I want you to see something that's always been right in front of you. 
first, let's talk about the name the Bible gives him. The, what does it mean, Jesus Christ? Jesus is simply a name. Actually, if we want to be straight about it, the name is, is Yeshua. It's a Hebrew word. And at the time, there was nothing special about it. It might really freak you out, but most people who knew Jesus as he walked the planet knew him as Josh from Nazareth. So the name, Josh, is your name Joshua? Your whole name is Joshua? That's exactly how they would have viewed him. I mean, it would be like Josh Lewis just popping up and doing miracles. Ain't that Josh from Rock City? I, I know that Josh. This is guys. Why do you think the Bible says for God has highly exalted that name? The name wasn't highly exalted before Jesus bore it. He did what? It was the same name as Joshua in the Old Testament. The name means God saves. Yeshua means God Yahweh saves. But it's a great name, but it wasn't divine until Jesus bore it. His name was Jesus, or Joshua. I know that messes with y'all. This whole message is about to mess with y'all, so get on board. And... Now, Christ. What does Christ mean? Anybody? Anointed one. I heard somebody. Anointed one. Messiah or anointed. The word itself just means anointed. What is anointed? Smeared with oil. What the word means, if you look up, if you look up Christ, Greek Christos, it's not a name at all, it's a title. It means someone who has been anointed. And oil in the Bible always represents the Holy Spirit. So if you'll notice, y'all probably never notice it, but you may have noticed I never called Jesus Christ. I know a lot of preachers do. A lot of preachers will say, well now when Christ walked the earth, and I because it's an adjective, it's not a name. It's a title. It would be like calling him Mister. Well, when Mister was here, he would, no, he has a name, Jesus. Christ is an adjective. It's a it's a it's a modifier, and it just means anointed by the Holy Spirit. In fact, when Jesus talked about himself, I'm gonna skip. So, Erica, just you're gonna hate me, and I'm sorry. It's not her fault when she has trouble finding the scriptures. I'm just gonna really go crazy on her. Toward the end, Isaiah 61, I believe it is. When Jesus first shows up in the temple and he talks about himself, he reads a scripture out of the Old Testament. Isaiah 61, and that means he had to take the scroll of the book of Isaiah and roll, 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 roll. He had to get to this place. If you found it, it's toward the end. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Roll. Oh, she's rolling. <laughs> Maybe it's in the middle. Here we go. The Spirit of the Lord. Back one. That forward one. There we go. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to Jesus. And look what he says. He unrolls the scroll and he finds this spot where it's written. And get it, guys. Get it. He's not saying, I'm the Son of God. I'm the second person of the Trinity. I No, what he's saying is, I've been anointed by the Holy Spirit. But pastor, he is the Son of God. Of course he is. 
but he did not function in his second person persona. He functioned as a person anointed by the Spirit of God. What does it say? Jesus talking about himself said, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. He has sent me to proclaim recovery of sight to the blind. To set free those who are, who are oppressed. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then Jesus, my prop. That's what this next part is. It's just dropped the mic. Rolls up the scroll. Gives it back to the attendant. Sits down. Everybody's looking straight at him. And he says, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What did Jesus say about himself? He didn't say, I'm the son of God. He said, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me. Get it? Now let's go back to the beginning of the message, Eric. I'm sorry. I just wanted to pull that out here. Guys, I, I want you to get the fact. It's, for some of y'all, it's going to be a new thought. Jesus is God. Can we agree? Yes. Always. Jesus was God back before this thing started, correct? Yes. And he always is God. But I'm telling you, when he walked this earth, look what Philippians says about him. Go to the sermon point here. Jesus emptied himself to come to earth. Emptied. The word here in Greek is kenosis. The word means to empty or deplete. You know what it means if something's depleted? Crazy concept. Jesus poured himself out to come to earth. Look at what the Bible says. Have this mind in you. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in the anointed Jesus. I'll get it for what he's saying. Who, he already existed in the form of God, meaning he was already God. But he didn't consider his godness something he had to grab a hold of. He didn't consider his equality with God something he had to grasp. He let go. And he, get it guys, this is, I know this is deep, but go with me because it's important. He emptied himself. He pours out parts of himself, part of his attributes as the second person of the Trinity to get into by taking the form, a Greek word you already know, morpheo. He morphs. Jesus morphs into a human being. Morpheo into the form of a bondservant. And being born looking like us in the likeness of people. So yeah, these are things you already know. How do I know you know? Because you know that when Jesus, who is God, got into a human body, what's one of the things he poured out to get into a human body? Omnipresence. How many of y'all know when Jesus was in Nazareth, he wasn't in Galilee? He had to travel. He had to go. Now, how many of y'all know right now, Jesus has not poured, he's, he's, he picked back up everything he poured out, and he can be everywhere at once. Right. Jesus is in church here, and he's in church at Journey at the same time. Right. He's everywhere. Journey. <laughs> Journey. <laughs> he's everywhere at once. But to be Jesus on the planet, he poured out some of those second person of the Trinity attributes. And again, I'm leaving this scripture up because I want you to get it. He didn't hold on to his equality with God. Now, did he cease to be God? No. 
course he's still God. But he chose to not function as the second person of the Trinity for a reason. And how do I know he, he made a choice? Because when they came in the garden to arrest him, you know what he says? You boys not clear that I could call 10,000 angels right now? He said, I'm choosing not to act as the second person of the Trinity. But I still could. Got it. Just, just so you know. And how do you all understand? Once we get past the resurrection, he starts picking his attributes back up. Once he gets past the resurrection is when he starts walking through walls. Bible's very clear. They're in a locked room. And he doesn't knock on the door. And then the Bible's very clear. After the resurrection, he quits traveling. You know, he's on the road to Emmaus. And then the next moment, he's here. All of a sudden, he's picking these attributes back up. Omniscience, omnipresence, all these things about Jesus that he did. Well, look, if he wasn't functioning, the way my pastor was, my pastor in Mississippi, he's a lot simpler than I am and he's so much smarter than I am. He puts it this way. Jesus always has been God, but for 33 years he chose not to play the God card. He chose. Why would Jesus do this? Why in the world would Philippians, why would he empty himself? Why would he do this to get into a human body? Because he's our example. And if he came fully in the power of the second person of the Trinity, there ain't no way I can do that. Because I'm not Jesus. But if he's a man while he's here, empowered by the Holy Spirit, I can do that. I can do that. That's something I can do. Look what Hebrews says about Jesus. We don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with our weaknesses. But we got a high priest who has been tempted in all things just like we were. Just like we are, yet without sin. Guys, answer me this. Both Luke and Hebrews say Jesus learned. If he came in full capacity, how could you learn anything? The Bible says that he was tempted by the devil. How can it be a real temptation if he didn't lay aside some of those things? Because how many of y'all know Jesus knew the devil from beforehand? Right. He tells the disciples flat out, I saw him fall like lightning when God just cast him out. So he knew the devil. There would be no real temptation. And there's all kinds of things in Scripture that tell us that Jesus emptied himself. Because the Bible is, is really funny about it. It says that he was amazed. The Bible says that the night before he picked the disciples, he spent all night, the night before he picked the twelve, spent all night in prayer. Now, if he is omniscient and knows everything from the get-go, what's he praying about? Why do you need to pray? Why are you, why are you? Because he, he emptied himself he chose not to function in those attributes because he was looking down to history and he was saying, okay, Josh is going to come along and Josh is going to have an important decision to make. And Josh is not Jesus. So he can't play that card. Josh is going to have to get an answer from God. How do you do it? Same way Jesus is modeling for us. See, the whole point of this is Jesus is modeling for us a way we can do it. He's modeling for us. 
something that is attainable by us, which is the only way you get to the next scripture. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the stuff that I'm doing, he can do it. Guys, if Jesus did what he did because he was Jesus, because he was God, there's no way I can do that. But if he did it as an anointed human, I can do that. Because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit too. I'm filled with the same Holy Spirit. Now, you may have never noticed it, but the Bible says, let's look at the evidence now. If you want sermon blanks. Look at the evidence here. You might have never put it together, but everything about Jesus that he did, he did led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, as the second person of the Trinity, he did not have to be led by the Holy Spirit. He could have just done stuff on his own. How many of y'all know Jesus is all powerful? Right. The Bible says in Colossians, Ken preached this morning in life that. Bible says in Colossians, there's nothing that was made without him. He made everything. He is preeminent. He is above everything. So why would Jesus put himself in a position where he would need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? Where he would need the anointing of the Holy Spirit? It's because he's being an example for us. That's his point. Y'all said at the beginning of this service, our example, our, our model is Jesus. Well, honey, if it's Jesus, then he's got to do it a way that I can do it. If he's doing it a way I can never get to, I'm sunk. And what do I do if that's true? I go, yeah, I can't pray for somebody that's sick, Pastor, because... See, that's Jesus, or that's those disciples. That can't be me. And there's the point of this message, is if we, in our mind, are convinced that was them and it can't be me, then we will never walk into the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We will never become what we could become because we somehow think they're special, they're different. Now, let me go and balance this real quick. There are some things that Jesus did that you are incapable of. You can't take another person's sin. You can't die for the sins of the world. Your purpose is radically different from his purpose. But the way he operated, the way he healed, the way he answered. How many of y'all know a lot of times the Holy Spirit gave him insight and gave him an answer when the question was unanswerable? We've been talking a lot in the last few weeks about miracles and praying for healing and praying for the sick. And death. What about the things that are miracles that don't look so flashy? Like you go to work tomorrow and you're, you're working right next to somebody who has a thorny issue. I mean something that you go, I, I, I don't know what to even tell you. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. I can't help you. But you, by the Spirit of God, go, Holy Spirit, I don't have an answer that you do. Drop it in my heart and I'll tell them what you say. Guys, this is what Jesus did. They asked Jesus these impossible questions. And if you read Scripture carefully, the Bible says, by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. All these things that Jesus did, He did led by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Look at what, look at what happens in week 3. Everybody's coming to be baptized. And Jesus comes as well. And while Jesus was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, You are my beloved Son, and you are well pleased. 
Guys, here's where Jesus gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's before he does anything in public ministry. He is filled with the Spirit before. Why does he need to get filled with the Spirit? Because look at the next verse, the next chapter. Now Jesus, why is the Bible telling me full of the Holy Spirit? Why doesn't it just tell me Jesus on his own recognizance as the Son of God? Because he is he's functioning as a person full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returns from the Jordan, his baptism, and was led around by the Spirit. Are you getting it? Are we tracking together? Now, did Jesus need to submit himself to the leadership of the Holy Spirit? He himself did not need it. But to model it for us, he needed to do it. I know that's a, we're really conceptual this morning, but it's important that you get this because he's not, it would be like me saying, hey, if you don't play the piano, do, just, just do this. And then expecting you to do it. No, if I don't break it down and show you how you can do it, I'm not doing you any good. I'm not showing you anything. Jesus is breaking this thing down to a place that Hey, you can do this the way he did it. In fact, he himself says before he goes, yeah, all those signs y'all been seeing me do, those going to follow you around. Because you're a believer full of the Holy Spirit. In my name, you'll cast that. Now, he's careful to say, in my name, by the Holy Spirit. But you can do this stuff. Look, full of the Holy Spirit, he's led around by the Spirit. Go to the next scripture. Jesus returned to Galilee in his own power. Nope. You get it? He returns in the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at the next scripture. We've already done this one. The next scripture. <laughs> Look at how Jesus himself said he cast out demons. Now, anybody ever read in the Bible where a demon comes up on Jesus and they know him? Y'all, you don't understand, in the heavenlies, they knew who he was. Right. But Jesus himself, I know it's a fine point, but guys, it's an important point. That's why I'm just beating the, the dead horse here, is to get this point across. Jesus is telling us, I don't cast out demons as the Son of God under my own power, under my own steam. If I cast out demons by the Holy Spirit. Well, you know what? Nick ain't Jesus. So there ain't no way in the world Nick's going to stand up and tell a demon, you got to get out of this situation. You, and guys, I'm not talking about the exorcist and people spitting pea soup and frog frothing in the floor. I'm talking about demonic activity that sets people against each other. Demonic activity where a marriage is just being assailed. Demonic activity where somebody is just being hit with illness after illness after illness. Guys, there are such a thing as demons these days. Just the fact that you don't see them spitting pea soup doesn't mean they're not there. So Nick, in his own power, has no power against demons. But as a person full of the Holy Spirit. My, how did Jesus model for us casting out demons? Well, I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. 
Are we, are we tracking here? Are you seeing it? Yep. So what's the implication for us? What's the big, what's the big thing for us? Yeah, go on to the next sermon. We're moving now. We're, we're just moving. The implication for us is, well, let me just quote you the scripture. First John says, as he is, so are we in this world. Now, y'all, that is a spectacular piece of scripture. I don't know if you can get your head around that. I have a hard time getting my, I can't get my head around that. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. What does that mean? That means in the next couple of weeks when we start talking about people being baptized in the Holy Spirit, people being filled with the Holy Spirit, what does it mean? It means that Peter and John on their way into the temple can say, we ain't got no money, but what we got we're happy to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up. Do you understand? The boys did not even pray. I know it, it really matters. I, I am trying to mess with your mindset this morning for a reason. I want you to read the scripture not like a church person. Reading as somebody that's just reading what's there. Amen. You and me... If we walked in and somebody's crippled, my first response would be, oh, you're crippled. Well, I believe God will heal. Let me pray for you. But Peter and John did not pray. They did it like Jesus did it. Modeled for them by the one who did it by the Spirit of God. And guys, you want a fascinating study? Go on and get your Bible this afternoon and take any of the Gospels and go through and find out how many places the Bible says Jesus led by the Spirit, following the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit within me, by the Spirit. Everything He does, He does by the Holy Spirit. Go back to Scripture, please. Eric, I want you to see this. It's crazy. This is the very opening of the book of Acts. And I want you to see how Jesus gave his final orders. Jesus is standing on top of the Mount of Olives. Peter fixes that. Levitate off the top of the mountain. And he's going. And look. Till the day he's taken up into heaven, Jesus, after he gave final orders, how did Jesus give his final orders? What are the next words? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. It's, it's really fascinating, guys. When you take a second and start looking at it and go, not by himself, not as himself, by the power of the Spirit. By the and he, he's the one picked up the scroll in the church and said, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. And that's how I'm preaching grace to the captives. That's how I'm restoring sight to the blind. That's, guys, do you want to know how the disciples did it? The Spirit of the Lord was upon them, and they proclaimed liberty to the captives. Anybody read the book of Acts? They restored sight to the blind. They How many of y'all know Peter raised a woman from the dead? Just, that sounds to me like Jesus stuff right there. Did he do it because he was God? No. Peter did it because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. There's the whole point of this message. So, let me give you this list at the end, and we are done. Gosh, this is done. I hope you're walking out of here today going, I don't know, Pastor, I'm not looking at this again. Yes. That's why you got all 
Holy Spirit. It's fabulous things that you can look at. I, please, do not take my word. Read it for yourself and see if I'm not telling you the truth. Jesus was, always is, and always will be God. He was fully God, the second person of the Trinity. And He came and bore our sin and died for our sin. But He also came to model us a Spirit-filled, <laughs> Spirit-led life and what that could look like. And that's why Jesus told the boys, I know you're saved. I know you have a relationship with God, but don't leave Jerusalem till you get this enablement, this empowering. You're not going to do well without it. Because He never tried to do anything without it. Because we can be filled with the Spirit. Because we know God's Holy Spirit. We can now be empowered to obey and follow God. It's not just on your own willpower. You, the Holy Spirit inside you is what helps you to obey and follow God. Look at Ezekiel. I'm going to put my Spirit within you. And bring it about that you walk in my statutes. Who's bringing about me walking in these statutes? Him. It's not my best efforts. It's Him. Careful to follow my ordinances. Because God's Spirit has anointed me. That's how I get a fountain of life flowing out from me. Look at that. Yeah. Because I can be filled with God's Holy Spirit. That's how I get that fountain. Right here in the center of my chest. Look at what Jesus said. The one who believes in me. Like the scripture said. From his innermost being flows rivers of living water. There's a fountain of life. And the Bible's so clear. He said this about the Holy Spirit. Whom those who believe were to receive. Next. Because I can be filled with His Spirit, it's not my love. How many of y'all got somebody in your life who's hard to love? I hope it's not me. I know some of y'all are sitting here going, Guys, God's not expecting you to love Him with your love. Look at what it says. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts. How? Through the Holy Spirit. The ability to love somebody with a love that is better than my love. Because it's the love of God. Well, that just gets poured into me. It's not something I work up. It's not something I try. It gets poured in through the Holy Spirit. The next. The Bible says I can pray more effectively. Pastor, I pray and I don't feel like my prayer is getting any higher than the ceiling. Well, you know what? You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because look at it. The same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Because here He's fixing to describe me and so many of you. But we don't know what to pray for as we should. Anybody ever been in that spot? Yep. I don't even know what God. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be praying for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. That Greek word could so easily be translated in us or with us, through us. The Spirit Himself prays with groanings to give for words. Because I'm filled by the Holy Spirit, I can live in and through His power. Not my power, His power. You will receive power, enablement, dunamis. Dynamite is, what, is where we get our word dynamite. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on me. Next, because the Holy Spirit fills us, we can, I think you skipped through we can know for certain that we're here. There we go. Yeah, you can know for sure. Well, Pastor, I hope. I mean, I think. I, I prayed a prayer, but I'm not sure. If I, uh, look what it says. You can know. 
The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we're children, we're heirs. You know what that means? Heirs have access to all the good stuff. It's not just that I'm God's child. I'm God's heir. Fellow heirs with Jesus Christ. Who tells me that? The Spirit Himself testifies with my spirit. Next, we can be led by His Spirit. This is the verse we started the year with. For as many as are being led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons and daughters of God. Led by His Spirit, just like Jesus was. Now, before we do this last one, fruit. Let me, let me rephrase this, because it could very easily be rephrased. But I just want to just, again, mess with your mind a little bit. Fruit is the result of a healthy tree. Yep. How many of y'all know? Corn stalks. When you pass the corn stalk on your, anybody pass the corn stalk getting here this morning? I did. Do you know the corn stalks aren't sitting out there going, mm, I just got to eat out of here. <laughs> They're not straining, trying to eat their ear out. How do you get healthy ears of corn? You have a healthy stalk. Healthy stalks have a result as healthy corn. How do you get apples? You take care of the apple tree. You give apple tree what the tree needs. Healthy tree, the result of a healthy tree is fruit. So let me just rephrase this for you. Look at the scripture. How about this? But the result of the spirit is love. Joy. How many of y'all have ever read this list and thought, boy, that's stuff I need to try harder at? <laughs> Lord, I just, I need to try harder to have patience. I need to try harder to have goodness. I need to try. I need to try. The Bible doesn't say it comes as the fruit of your efforts. Right. Right. It's the fruit, it's the result of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit leading you. The Holy Spirit in control. And when you have the Holy Spirit filling you up, well, the result is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And nobody preaches against those things. Against such there is no lie. And then last, oh, last, have this Holy Spirit as our helper. Anybody in 2023, you just say once in a while, you need help. I need some help. I need some. Anybody need help that doctors can't give you? Anybody need help counselors can't give you? I love counselors. I, I believe in counseling. But you know what? There are some things that need to touch the Holy Spirit beyond your best counseling. There are some questions. Anybody here trying to parent a, a child in 2023? Do you need some help? Anybody here got a child that can talk? They're worse. You know what I'm saying? It only gets progressively worse. And you just think, oh, well, I'll tell you what, when they get to be 16, 17, that's when it's going to be easy. Oh, no. <laughs> and how do y'all know? There ain't no book with the answers in the back. And is anybody, let's go and get real here for just one second. I got four minutes left for the 12 o'clock hour strikes. Let's get real for just a second. Anybody ever have something going on with one of your kids, and for the life of you, you can't find the answer in the Bible? Yes, yeah. I've hunted, Pastor, and I can't. I don't find where this situation is right there in the Bible. You know what you need? You need a helper. You need somebody who wrote the Bible, 
who understand and can show you this is where it's talking about that. Go back one, Eric. I'm not quite done there. Our teacher. Anybody ever come upon something you just need somebody to explain it to you? You just, I don't understand. Have anybody ever said this to yourself? Because I say this to myself relatively frequently. I'm not stupid. I mean, I know I'm not stupid. But I don't understand this. You know what I mean? I need a teacher. I need somebody who does understand it to come alongside and say, this is what this is. And then last, I need a reminder. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our reminder. You know what it means? Watch right here. All of a sudden, Janet's going through something really tough. All of a sudden, Janet's just in it. And she's got a faith walk. She loves Jesus. She knows Jesus. But you know what? Sometimes even knowing Jesus, it can still get hard. Anybody ever been there? It can still get hard. But you know what the Holy Spirit does? The Holy Spirit will get just right on top of her head, start flipping through the files, start flipping through the card files, and he'll go back to 1993, 30 years ago, and pull a card and say, Hey, Janet, remember when Jesus said that? Remember when Jesus said that to you? Not just Jesus said that in the Bible, but when Jesus said this right here. See this card? Do you remember that card? I was standing there with you when he said it. I heard him. I heard him. And that word is just as true today as it was the day he said it. Jesus is our reminder. Now look at the scripture as we finish this up. This is Jesus talking. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father will send with all my authority. Get it? My Father sends the Holy Spirit in my name. He will teach you all things and get it. Get it. He will remind you of everything I've said to you. And sometimes what I need more than anything else is for the Holy Spirit to just go, Joseph, you and Jesus talking about this. You might have forgotten, but here's the, here's the part. Here's the thing. Would you stand up with us, guys? I know this has been like trying to get our head around the kind of message. Because it's so important for us not to distance ourselves from what God wants us to walk into. So, felt like this was necessary. We're going to pray together. Guys, before we, before we wrap this service up, the one thing Jesus did that none of us can even approach is Jesus came, He suffered, He bled, and He died taking my sins on Himself. And guys, if you have not walked into that, then you are missing the real point of why Jesus came. Jesus came to give his life as a sacrifice for you. He came to die so you don't have to. So if you're standing here this morning and you're not where you need to be with Jesus, come on, I'm going to just ask you. We already have some altar call, so I'm not going to call you down this morning. But I want to just ask you, would you lift a hand in this place and say, that's me, Pastor. I need to give my life to Jesus this morning. I need to give my heart. I see that in the back. Anybody else? I see up front. Anybody else? Another? Anybody else want to get in this before we pray real quick, guys? If you know you're not where you need to be with God, you need to make it right right now. And you can. That's the beauty of it. Jesus gave his life so we won't have to die one day.
Come on, let's all pray together. And guys, you who did not lift your hand, come on, pray for everybody that had their hand revealed. Father God, in Jesus' name, we together as one people, we turn from our wicked way. We turn from our way. And we turn our Thank you for listening to this message from Troy First Assembly of God. We would love for you to join us on a Sunday morning if you're in the area. Our address is 432 South Lincoln Drive in Troy, Missouri. Otherwise, you can connect with us on Facebook. The link for our Facebook page can be found below.